You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. All right, good Wednesday morning. Finally, a break in the rain. I think we can all get excited about that. Uh, hopefully, this week is starting to chug along. It didn't, mm. yesterday was rough. I think uh, <laughs> a lot of people probably felt that way with the short week. Uh, thanks for joining us. WLWT News 5 Today's Daily Dose, Kelly Ripping, Colin Mayfield, Fletcher Keel. Um, joining us this morning, and sorry, y'all, my computer doesn't have the appropriate software yet. So oh, we want to talk good. about the uh, person pulling a gun in Kroger. This mm -hmm. was on Monday night. We had a little bit of it uh, info on it yesterday, but we have more information this morning, including the 911 calls. Such a mundane task people are doing, grocery shopping, and as kind of Megan said earlier this morning, a little bit of sign of the times, you do not expect to hear someone yelling that somebody has a gun in your Kroger. Mm -hmm. um, this is the Norwood Kroger to be specific, but yeah, scary situation for the employees and of course the shoppers. Yeah, so two groups of people are fighting each other. Um, one man pulled out a gun, pointed it at uh, other people, and that's when things escalated. So we don't know more, uh, any more than that right now or what the fight was over, anything like that. But um, yeah, hearing some of those 911 calls gave us a better perspective. Yeah, I believe uh, there is surveillance video. We have not seen it yet. Right. Um, so as soon as that comes in, if we're able to get it, um, we'll have that update for you so you can actually see it. Because I feel like in a lot of these cases, a lot of times it's one thing to hear about the story or even hear the 911 calls, and it's a completely other thing to see it in action, see it with the surveillance camera. So that'll definitely add another element, another uh, part of the emotion, emotional aspect of the story. And potentially more identifying information of who this person that, was. That I as well. do not believe any shots were fired. Um, that's what all of the callers said. Like, no, no shots were fired, but the gun was pulled out and people were running, understandably so. Yeah. No shots fired, no one scared. injured, reported no one injured, injured which, which could have happened without shots being fired as well with people running that type of way. So. Yeah, glad to hear that. This was another crazy story that Karen Johnson was doing some digging on yesterday. An 18-year-old led police on like a 50-mile chase through three counties in a stolen Jeep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 18-year-old. Um, so a doorbell camera caught some of the uh, how, how fast the chase actually was. A trooper saying that it started um, on uh, near I-75 near Monroe. Um, so if you know anywhere uh, where that is or maybe where the uh, Monroe outlets are, that's that's up uh, in that area. So it started when troopers tried to stop over or stop Edward uh, Mumphrey. He was on I-75. They arrested him though near St. Clark Heights Park. So they do have him in custody or they did have him in custody, I guess they sh I should say. Uh, and he did try to run. So it was a court yesterday. I said he um, has a he's a preschool teacher. Um, so interesting uh, to learn a little bit more about him, but he's facing 11 charges, including uh, receiving stolen property, reckless driving and fleeing and uh, eluding police. So and I believe I mean, he's 18 years old, so mm -hmm. preschool teacher, but I believe this was with CPS and they said he is just a um, tutor like tutor, a, right, right. through a different program. So he right. is not an employee in any tutor, way, yeah. but there was some yeah. kind of like contracted yeah, group that they that. worked with. Yeah, him. yeah. Just to clarify, because yeah, yeah, he's only 18 years old. Right. So yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think he is a certified teacher at 18 years old, but right. um, it was just interesting that he spoke about that in the arrest whenever police did catch up with him. So yep. um, an interesting thing. I do want to quickly bring up, I know Fletcher, you didn't have it on here, um, but just to mention the story that Megan was on this morning about um, the man arrested for attempting to potentially kidnap a student from a school right. in Xenia, mm -hmm. and there were terrible intentions behind this. It's just a crazy story because then, and now this part's getting national attention, as he was being questioned by police, he tried to use a pen to stab the person who was 
asking him more questions. I mean, the layers of this and the 911 calls we hear from the people at this school, it was a school open house. He showed up asking to see or to be with his daughter or said he was the parent of this daughter. And the, I mean, we were kind of commenting this morning about how calm the caller was, but they provided in very important information and very clear information saying like, they did all the right things. They asked all the right questions and they were rightfully suspicious of why this guy was there. But um, yeah, he had some pretty awful intentions on what he was going to do with a child. Um, so just a shout out to everybody in Xenia for doing all the right things there. Mm -hmm. I believe it was St. Bridget, the school um, that he had showed up at, but uh, yes. creepy situation. It's worth it's worth taking a listen to those 911 calls. Yeah, we've got uh, Rachel Hersheimer did a full story on this with those calls last night. And uh, if you would like some more information, you can find that on our website at WLWT.com. But yeah, this is sounds like a case where every right step that should have been taken was taken um, and nothing came about it other than yeah. the, the first part of not saying there was a plan involved, but the first part of what the plan might have Arriving been in this case. Arriving to the, yeah. well, you know, you kind of said, you're like, uh, if I was a parent, I would have been, you know, or as a parent, I would have been livid. And the right. guy making the 911 call says that. He's like, yeah. this parent is getting upset, and rightfully so. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it was. it's a crazy story, and there's a lot of layers to it, but that's worth uh, worth listening to if Pretty you get a chance. So. Uh, quick update on the stuff. The bus, um, Eastern Kentucky still needs help. Um, so today's the last day to donate school supplies. If you want to stop by the Boone County uh, Boone County School District Transportation Building, they're still uh, doing that uh, through today. So a heads up before we get to Randy's uh, quick hit. Um, and then we were also talking with Meredith Stutz, L LPGA, back in town. It's been 30 years since they've uh, hosted an event, or had an event, I should say, here. We're hosting the event for them uh, at Kenton uh, the Kenton Country Club? Yep. yep. The Kenton 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 Country Club. Kenton Country Club. Um, so anyway, I always get Kenton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they all sound the same at some so point. I live in Kenton County. I think that's why. Hamilton so. Township, Hamilton County, yeah. Fairfield Township, Fairfield. Yeah, it all, they, sometimes they all run together. But today's weather should actually agree with them, thank yep. goodness, because we, when we have people visit, we want the place to look beautiful. Right, we want yeah. them to be able to enjoy their time here. Today, they'll be able to get those rounds in, Randy, uh, as we check in with her about the beautiful days ahead. After several days of soggy weather, things are looking and feeling so much better today. The humidity is still dropping and the temperature right now is sitting at 62 degrees. As we go through the day, expect clear skies early on, maybe a few areas of fog uh, here for the morning rush. Lunchtime will be at 75, only a small chance for a sprinkle. I think this afternoon we're dry and right around 80 or so for a high today and tomorrow. Warmer by Friday and then the rain chances return by Saturday afternoon. I'm excited. I'm excited for the weather the next couple days, not for what's coming back for the on rain Saturday. Yeah, I should, weekend, I should yeah. clarify. Yeah. Um, so yes, LPGA back, which is going to be really fun. If you're heading mm -hmm. over there, let us know because that's yep. I, I want to see pictures and over 140 uh, golfers in the event. So pretty yep. large field. Um, yeah, should be a good time. Yeah, it's also so important to have these events in Cincinnati. Any mm -hmm. professional sport that you can host here. I mean, right. it connects these players with I know we have some of our uh, we have one young lady from Xavier playing mm -hmm. and then another student from Youngstown who's playing who's a freshman in high school she's 14 those are crazy experiences that um, that these young people will get to have that they might not have had otherwise so that's really cool um, the last story and Fletch I know you were very invested in this yesterday <laughs> uh, the Bearcats dropping out of the top 25 yes and I uh, looked up a pretty crazy stat so uh, this is the first week they have not been ranked since week six of 2019. That is 45 consecutive 
collegiate football weeks because obviously you're not ranked from the end of January until the middle of end of August, middle of when they're doing uh, nothing. September. <laughs> yeah, when they're just sitting idle for the off season. Uh, for every week before that, uh, that streak started to 45 weeks from 1951, the first time the Bearcats were ranked until 2018, they had been ranked 46 weeks in total. Oh, so wow. they almost matched their program in a best in, in one streak. So, nice. um, yeah, and as we were kind of talking about yesterday, um, the big question now is um, not that the Bearcats are talented enough to get back in the top 25, kind of when that will be with uh, with the schedule that they have coming up. I don't think a win against Kennesaw State is going to be able to do it. Maybe if they blow the doors off Miami, Ohio, like they have tended to do over the last couple of years, that might be enough. Um, but they did still receive votes, so not in the top 25, but would be in the top 29 or 30 if those were a thing. Um, and they also dropped not only out of the AP top 25, but the USA Today coaches poll after opening as a number 22. They still receive votes there as well. So still getting recognition, just not one of the top 25, which is an arbitrary number in the first place, but that's a conversation for a different time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rankings and how we get there are always interesting right. anyway. But a lot of thoughts on that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I mean, it's a bummer for mm -hmm. Bearcats fans. I don't think it's going to take a ton of steam out of the season. I no. think people are still going to be very excited. I think right. Clifton's still going to be out of control when mm -hmm. it can be. Uh, weather might play a factor in that, as we heard yeah. from Randy. And, but Yeah, the playoff almost essentially off the table at this point, but can still win a conference championship, can still make a New Year's Six Bowl the last time they'd be eligible to as, uh, as the group oh, yeah. of five representatives. So still a lot to look forward to this season, just won't be the record-setting year that last year I mean, was. When you, when you set the mark where you did last right. year, it's, right. it's tough It'll to feel back. disappointing, but... And that conversation is being had with the Bengals, too, you know, in the yeah. NFL and, and um, people thinking that they're going to regress. We'll see. We'll see. So. Yep. A lot of talk about that. Um, we also wanted to uh, talk about AFTAB going to the White House. Oh, no, we can talk about um, that. Um, AFTAB being um, tapped again to talk about economics and the resources in Cincinnati and some of the big projects that have happened, uh, not only under his tenure, but I think just in Cincinnati as a whole. Um, obviously, he hasn't been in office that long, so some of the things that have, have you know, been ongoing, he's you know, probably had approval on in some sense. But um, I think it's, it's, um, it, it'll you know, be interesting to see what comes of this. Right. Um, as a lot of talk, you know, we, I wanted to talk about this as well. It'll be interesting how this plays out with Paycor Stadium in Hamilton County uh, itself. They're not, they haven't even signed off on that, so it'll be interesting as a whole while all these projects and improvements are happening around the city of Cincinnati, AFTAB's a part of it, and so we'll be heading to Washington to talk about some of what's going on. Yep. So. Yeah, the Brent Spence and the Western Hills Viaduct, oh, just a couple yeah. of the things that will be on the table. And, uh, okay. yeah, Mayor Pierreval, a part of a delegation of sorts from Ohio. So he's not the only person from Ohio right. there, but, right. of course, definitely noteworthy that Cincinnati will be represented in such a way. I know they're talking about the American Rescue Plan funds, too, mm -hmm. and how those are impacting communities. They want to see how that's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I think accountability is important in all of those situations. So uh, important stuff, but lots to check in on. We should have updates for you tomorrow as well. We will see you Thursday morning for WLWT News 5.